get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm Heather Bunch, your courageous coach, and I am here to help you close the gap between your dreams and reality. And I do that by helping you live fearlessly free. Then you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself and you can fulfill your God-given purpose and you can do it courageously. Now, I hope you've been enjoying our summer edition of where I'm bringing you our podcast, Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Cat, and Heather, the podcast that I co-host. And I hope you're having as much fun as we do because we just have a good old time. And I'm bringing you a series on shame right now. And so last episode, we talked about what is the difference between shame and guilt. Guilt being, you know, I did something bad. But shame is, I am bad. Something's wrong with me. I'm broken somehow. And each of us, Becky and Kat and I, share how shame shows up in our life and what that looks like. Because you know what? It looks different for everybody. And What we're going to do is today, I'm going to share part two with you, and it's shame on us. Because you know what? There are times when shame shows up because others are trying to shame us. And maybe that was a parent growing up, or a teacher, or a spouse, a family member. It happens. And so in this episode, Becky, Kat, and I are going into our stories of incidences where people have tried to put shame on us and what we did about it. And so I am praying this will help you so that you can overcome the shame that others are trying to put on you. So buckle up and enjoy. Welcome to the Your Fearless Journey podcast with Becky, Kat, and Heather, where you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Has someone ever said something to you that you took on to yourself as shame? Or are you always the problem? They're always right and you're always wrong. Or maybe someone else has made you feel like you're the broken one. Welcome to Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Kat, and Heather. We are here to come alongside you so that you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Today is for you if you've ever felt shamed by someone else or if you've maybe tried to set a boundary with someone and they shamed you for it. Or what about this? Have you ever been shamed by someone Because you couldn't live up to their standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So last time we talked about shame, the kind that we put on ourselves. But what about the shame that other people try to put on us? And, you know, it doesn't always have to be in words either. It can be passive aggressive Mm -hmm. and body language and even looks. Yeah. Vocal Mm -hmm. tone. Vocal tone. (laughs) Yeah. Many, many ways. So... Heather, 
Let's start with you. <laughs> yes. That, because you come out of the womb this way. So why not throw some more onto the fire, yes. people? Come on. Come on. Let's bring bring up all that shame you were born it. with. I can I can't <laughs> take it. <laughs> oh, there she goes in the fetal position, folks, oh, in the corner. So I am gonna go back to my 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 first marriage on this one because it was one of those situations where I never felt like I could do anything right. He was always right. I was always wrong. And he was not, he was the one kind of like, Becky, you were talking about like, you know, passive aggressive or Mm -hmm. body language or vocal tone. Like he was not a, a mean or angry or very outwardly expressive with the shame. Mm-hmm. It was in the way he did it, and the it it was oh, it just felt like you were manipulated into it. Mm-hmm. Is really what it what felt like a master manipulator, mm-hmm. and I never could do anything right. Is what I always felt like. Like something is wrong with me. He's great. He's awesome. He's super amazing. He's creative. He's all these things, and Heather can never be and do right. Funny thing about him trying to put shame on me is that I still think it was me putting it on myself. I think he had a, like, he thought really big about himself, but I think I put more on than I should. At least that's what I thought until there was a point where my parents were trying to sell a house. They lived in another state. They had a house I grew up as a teenager was, was on the market forever. And Um, me and my husband and then my older brother and his wife both lived in the same town. And so my parents said, hey, why don't you guys both rent the house out? You can split the, you know, we'll only charge you the cost of the mortgage. And and then um, that way my parents' mortgage was covered while they were trying to, you know, sell the house. So it was like, cool, great deal. We were both in apartments. So it was like, we we could ditch the apartment. We had a yard and, and everything. So... We all move in and we're splitting the costs and things seem like they're going good. And, you know, we'd even like do dinners where it's like, okay, you cook tonight and we'll cook the next night and, you know, that kind of thing. And it was great. And then all of a sudden they up and moved out like quick and in a hurry. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) It's like, I didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. And years later, after my divorce. Mm-hmm. My mom told me that, do you know why why they left so fast? Like why they couldn't stay there? And I'm like, no. I just thought they, you know, wanted their own place. They had twin girls, you know, my my little nieces at the time were about a year old and they wanted more room. Well, no. They could not actually stand watching mm-hmm. how my former husband treated me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Mm. I had so internalized the shame from him Mm -hmm. trying to put the shame on me that I even turned it around and thought it was all me. Mm -hmm. But it obviously wasn't all me because my older brother couldn't stand to watch me treated like that. And so they left. Wow. Yeah. Shame does crazy things, I think. It does. You Becky, know, I know you've had some some boundary things that have happened through the years. You want to share about that? Right. Before I learned to set boundaries, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, and again, I go back to 
it wasn't necessarily that I felt shame, but I did get guilted or I would feel some sort of guilt, um, even if it wasn't really guilt, if that makes uh, sense. You've told some stories. I'm pretty sure they were trying to put shame on yes. you. <laughs> so some of those I'm just going to mention because we're being real here. We are real. This is, this is uh, your there, fearless girl. journey. So if I can sit here and say this stuff <laughs> you guys can oh, yeah, yeah. so I, yeah it's censored filter <laughs> so i had people say why are you not doing this like we are showing up to do this and for a long time i would think oh why am i not but later i learned wait a minute this is what god has for them this is not what god has for me mm. so are you talking about like where people would want you to be involved in yeah, something? Yeah, just or, all kinds of, yeah. Is it like, like the wife so, thing? You're not doing the right wife <laughs> no, thing? Oh my yeah. gosh, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was referring to, yeah, gr- groups in church or different okay. events, things, okay. participating in. You're not volunteering yeah, enough? Yeah, just different things. Yeah. So why would you not do that? Well, what God has called me to do and what God has called you to do might not be the same thing. Right. Yeah. So. I'm doing good to mind my own business and take care of me. So that took a while. I wasn't there for a while, but that is one of those times in those situations that that trying to shame you comes on. It's like, well, you must not be doing very good. You must not be um, where I'm at, you know, just different. You haven't attained to my level yet. Yeah, (laughs) and that's how it makes you feel. You don't volunteer enough. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one was having kids. Oh, OMG, you've had a boy and a girl. Are you kidding me? You're having one more? You're having another baby? What? Holy God. And you ended up That's with four. Shame. My gosh. That yeah. was like. That's a lot. <laughs> no. No, it's Three actually not. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So in, in a lot of people's perspective, though. Yeah. Wow. Um, homeschooling was another. Oh, how much cri- yeah. how much criticism did I get for homeschooling? Oh, I yeah. homeschooled through high school, and I, yeah. I get that. Where yeah, it was your like, kids are going to oh, be social. Something's going to be wrong with you're you. You're weird. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe. Outcast. I thought you were just playing around. You're not. You're smart really going to do enough. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, going to church was another one for me. Hey, why are you? Why do you go to church so much? I, I don't think you need to go to church that much. That was another one. Oh yeah, because mm. I didn't grow up in church, so my family obviously yeah. they took that like what. What? Why are you, why are you, you know, there? We do things yeah. on Sunday. Sunday's our free day. Right. Why Sunday. are you going to church today? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And then it became, um, you know, I can honestly say this, and I'm just going to put it out there, but there were times that I went to church because Jeff and I lived a church-centered marriage mm-hmm. for 20-plus mm. years. Yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. Christ-centered. It was church-centered. Right. And there was well, a was huge like the church was difference. Jesus. <laughs> yes, there was a huge difference. There's a big difference. Because I there were times that I went to church because it was, quote, status quote thing to do. The yeah, right thing to right do. The right thing to do. That is a Christian action. Yeah. But today and- I go to church because I want to dig in. I want to worship God. I yeah. want to be doing where he what he has for me, where yeah. he has you for me. You want to make godly connections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, another one was you're getting married and not going to college. What the what? Oh. That was another one. Um, 
A lot of the things you're saying, I heard too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So as, yeah, as we were just sitting here and you were sharing, I was yeah. thinking about, there is very, uh, quite a few. There's, this wow. is just a small amount, but <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't go to I college. Know we have all time for that. <laughs> right. And I actually had college money set aside that I didn't get because I didn't go to college. Oh. So like I got you married. had like scholarships and stuff? No. This was just savings. This was oh. just money that we saved over the years, and that was mine wow. to go to college with. Wow! But you and you chose not to. I didn't. So I chose didn't not to go to, to college, so I didn't get the money. Yep. Oh. Yep. And it would probably be surprising that I still remember that, but I do. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And it was no, like over four thousand dollars. That's yeah, big. It was how much? It was like over four thousand dollars. That's oh. big. And my little piggy bank. My dad got me this Aww. little pig piggy bank. He brought it back from Mexico, I think. I still have it. It was like this ceramic pig, and we would put change in it, and Aww. and uh, yeah, it would go in the bank, and that was wow. my college fund, and that was uh, and, but it never wasn't... seen or heard of again. Wow. Oh my gosh! See, <laughs> that's old another story cat, for another day. <laughs> old cat, like pulling her sleeves up her arms, going, "Where the heck do they live?" <laughs> old cat, I'm pretty sure you're pushing them sleeves up right now, girl. <laughs> Come on, be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your so, address? So when I learned about setting boundaries, <laughs> it was super helpful for me because mm -hmm. I was able to go back to those situations or those circumstances, not go back to them, but when they would come up again, I was able to address them in a different way. Mm, that's good. And I'll just be honest, Joel Osteen helped me get through a really choppy space yeah. because it things were kind of fuzzy in my awakening moment because it was like I had so much negativity and I was so miserable inside and there was so many things that I shouldn't be doing like this is wrong you know so over here I would get if you're not homeschooling you're wrong over here I would get and that was mm -hmm. like from the church over here I would get you're homeschooling something's wrong with you don't be doing that mm -hmm. right. from People that like the my family or, or yeah. whoever, you know, like because yeah. we didn't homeschool. School, yeah. So then over here I would get, aren't you going to have uh, lots and lots of kids? And over here children? it would be like, wait, you only have two kids, right? So it was a very torn place to be because yeah. I was like, you what is the truth? Nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, I don't. Know, I don't. Yeah. So over here, like, where's the truth? And that's when I had that awakening and I set out to find God and seek him and study to show myself approved. So you, know? you said Joel Olstein helped so, you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Was so it listening sermons or to something Joel that, yeah. okay. was also a no-no. Like, right. It's, There's a lot of people that will say yes. negative things against right. him. Yeah. He's a prosperity preacher. It's not, you know, but it plays a part in my story. So no matter what Joel is or isn't, that's between him and God. Right. He right. did play a part in my story because... I remember the first message I heard was called Run Your Race. Mm -hmm. And for the last 13 years, I have probably listened to that message at least twice a year. Oh, nice. Because that was something that spoke to me. So yeah. God spoke to me through that. Because the word does not come back void. That's right. Regardless of the message. That's right. Is, That's right. It, yes. God's word works. Yep. Yes. And in that, he's, he spoke about running your race and it's not always what other people see it for mm. so going forward when these things would come up again like hey why are you homeschooling I decided these boundaries I set were what I would 
you know, like it was a new answer and I was not going to put that on me. So whatever somebody came at we with, I was not going to wear and carry that around. That's good. So I, you pre, pre-formulated your mm-hmm. answers when people yes. would come to you with these yeah. same issues over and over. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. What give me can you give me an example of like what you said like if someone was like wow, you're homeschooling? Mhm. I do homeschool. And if you want to ask me some questions about it or talk about it, we can have a conversation. But if you're going to try to shame me or put me down or criticize me for it, we're not having that conversation. Ooh, that was bold, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My kind of lady. That's, and I did the same thing. If someone was yelling and screaming, cussing at me or showing me any disrespect, I would say, you know, I'd look them right in the eye like you just did and hold my, I wouldn't point my finger at them, but I would hold my finger up, like mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. And I would say, talk to the it hand. It is not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, talk to the hand. Yeah. The face ain't listening. No. If you would like to have a normal conversation and speak to one another like a mm-hmm. human being, I would be more than happy to do that. But until that happens, mm-hmm. you do not have the privilege to talk to me right now. Yeah. So you let me know when you're ready. Yeah. And then I was out. See, that was such a learned response for me because yeah. I was such a people pleaser. There right. is no way yeah. I would be just sat yeah, there so that aggressive with someone or that bold right. and just stand up for myself like that. Are you kidding? But I think, Kat, <laughs> it was learned for you, too. Oh, heck really, yeah. Wasn't it? I because had to... I mean, your story of like your first husband mm-hmm. and, you know, why don't you I share some set, of that with us? I had to set boundaries with my first husband, my father, my oldest son, all at the same time, and it was like hell raining down on me. But we talked to an episode or two ago about how, uh, well, last episode, how we, Becky and I as sevens, we don't sit in shame too long because we're running to get away from right, it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So Escape, we, yeah. we like hyper, hyper folk or like process yeah. it to get yeah. the heck out of yeah. Dodge so we don't feel it. Well, I was the same way with setting boundaries. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all at once and just get it done with. baby. Yes. (laughs) Go big or go home. Because, uh, yeah, because, and it was like hell being rained down on me. I was never right. Like I said last time, I was the black sheep. I always made the stupid decisions. I never could do anything right. I, I would listen to people just yell at me and beat me down and rip me to shreds to where I had not trusted my own opinion, my own decision or ability to make decisions Mm -hmm. in years Mm. up till then. And I was, it was to the point where I was so manipulated and controlled and um, shamed Mm-hmm. that I couldn't even trust my own choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I literally... You couldn't trust your own gut. I couldn't. Yeah. I did not trust any of my own decisions. So I continued to let him make all of my decisions for wow. me. Yeah. And tell me who I was. And tell me what I could and couldn't do. And what I what I could be good at. Or what I wasn't good at. You know, and, mm. and who I was. Mm. I allowed that to all be dictated to me. Because I had completely lost all hope mm. in in my own 
self and my own decisions and choices. And I was so ashamed because, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. when you're beat down like that, Mm right. You know, you, you are worthless. You feel that. Yeah. You feel that way. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's not what's what I find fascinating about shame is shame's a lie. It's trying to tell us Mm -hmm. we're not enough. Mm-hmm, it's trying right. to tell us we're broken. Something's wrong with you. It's all your fault. Mm-hmm. But it is a lie. Mm-hmm. It is not the truth and it is not right. who we are. Nope. So was there anything else, ladies, you want to add before we, because I, 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 I really want to in our next episode, I'd love to cover, like, how do we overcome shame? But before we go, I just want to make sure we got, we got it all out. <laughs> It's not all out, Heather. <laughs> you know, yeah, paint is got a long way to go. <laughs> One thing I do want to point out is we've talked before about how we can only control ourselves. We can control our thoughts, our words, our responses. reactions, responses, our actions. You know, we can't control other people, but we can control what we let them do to us. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a fine line between falling into victim mentality and setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes, I know I did anyway, when I was so angry and so hurt and beat down and I went polar opposite (laughs) to I'm setting boundaries and, you know, it's like total black and white clear on the All other side nothing. of the spectrum yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. clear on the other side of the spectrum so you know Living it was overkill ditches, baby come yeah. on yeah you know it was overkill when i went after <laughs> setting boundaries right yeah. so my name is no my number is no no, <laughs> is no. no. you gotta let it go <laughs> yep <laughs> then then i i did start to fall into a victim mentality like oh you're just trying to you're trying to shame me. Oh, you're trying oh. to you know. Oh, those people like did every this, person. Those people said me. Yeah, the yeah. world's against me. I right. know that. Yeah, and I can see how that could that happen. Yeah. yeah, and and that can happen, but it also can happen subtly. So, when I would say he's trying to shame me, I know I've asked for forgiveness. I know that I am, you know, have repented for that. And God and I are straight, you know, and I know right. I've got to, mm-hmm. I know I've yeah, God's to, not holding it over your head. Right. Yeah. And, and, but they're holding it over my head. I know that I was still allowing them to have control over me mm-hmm. because I wasn't mm-hmm. releasing it and saying, Hey, I can't control what they think or what they do. Right. You yeah. Know? You had that emotional yeah. response. So, you know, it yeah. still had some type of a hold on you. Yeah. So it, it was easy for me to sort of slide back into the victim mentality and be like, well, they're, you know, they're still, they're not going to think that I'm ever going to change. And they're still thinking this and they're still thinking that. Yeah. But it's, again, just sticking with your guns, knowing that you're right with God and that no matter what anyone else thinks, what God says, he's the creator. He is our Lord and Savior. He's That's the right. one who molded us in our mother's wombs. He's yes. the one who gets to say who we are, Amen. what right. we are, yes. what we were created for. And nothing anyone else says. That's right. Bad or ugly can ever hold a candle to the truth. Yes. And God is the one who says the truth. So that's what so we don't have to take no smack off anybody. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or you give us their address. <laughs> right. right. Well, with that, we're going <laughs> to... Sorry. Before we get any you know, restraining orders, uh, we're going to move... <laughs> Next episode, we're going to talk about how to overcome shame. So we're really actually going to give you some practical tools and steps so we can move past shame. Because you cannot live your wildly inspired life full of shame, That's thinking right. there is something wrong with you. Do we, do we let go of the guilt and move on? Yes, absolutely. But we do not let shame define us. And so we're going to help you get past that. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for joining us on your fearless journey. We're going to see you next time.